0: Um, it takes a lot to like learn something new and possibly explore changing your mind about anything and so um, yeah it's just a real honor to be with you and know of my prayers for you and whatever capacity you find yourself here. Um, This is my 15th year teaching high school chemistry and I like it a lot so for better or worse you're gonna get probably get a lot of like science stuff but um, this is just kind of partly like things that I've learned and kind of wrestled with along the way. And then also just some things that I have found helpful along the way. Um, So people kind of have all sorts of, I think, like opinions or input about how faith and reason and science and church and that kind of stuff, like kind of go together. And I've just been really encouraged both to ask questions and then encouraged also in the the truth and the conversation that I've found in asking questions about both faith and reason and science and religion and and everything. So um, a couple, I like quotes and um, actually maybe we'll just, I don't know, might start in in a brief prayer and then um, we'll get into the presentation. So Heavenly Father, thank you for creating us and continuing to create us anew every day. We ask your blessing upon our mind and heart and body and soul and your blessing upon all those we love. And we ask that you would lead our minds toward clarity and truth and your light and just a real freedom to get to know you more. We ask this all in just your blessing upon the evening, uh, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, there's a couple books that I have linked at the end, but the first one, the first quote here is from Frank Sheed in a book called Theology and Sanity, and said it would be a strange God who could be loved better by no, being known less. And I think sometimes, we hear like, oh, well, I just don't know how it works, but I just trust and I just believe. And like, there are things, you know, for which that could be, um, I don't know, I don't know if accurate, but like what we don't want to do is say like, well, I don't, I don't understand it. Or like that science seems to contradict what I believe. Like, I'm just going to believe and ignore my logic or reason. And so um, I've just really been encouraged that God wants to be known and that the, you know, his world and Knowledge and wisdom and patterns and observable things um, will all lead to him and not lead us away from him and then Galileo said, "I do not feel obliged to believe that the same God who endowed us with sense, reason, and intellect intends for us to forego their use, and so both of those have just been very encouraging to me as I've like learned more and wrestled more and had questions there um, Blake is do you advance it, or do I advance it up here? Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. <laughs> That's great. Um, <clears throat> Bishop Barron had a talk at Facebook headquarters in 2017, and um, it's just really stuck with me since then, and he talks about how uh, both, like, science, scientism and voluntarism are kind of these loud voices, and I didn't know what those were, but he explained them very well, and scientism is this belief that, science is really the only way to know something for certain and so the only way we can know something is if like we can prove it and test it and repeat it and you know like in, in some sort of substantial testable proof um that is a way of knowing something but it's not the only way of knowing something and then volunteerism says that like what i decide is true because i decided it and so like if i have decided it it's true and i i found these really compelling because I was like oh i I see this all the time like in myself i see this in my students and my friends you know like and um and so i think it was just really it made me curious once he told like talked about those i was like well what else is there (laughs) you know like and um and or that includes those but he gave this example of like when you if i come to know a person so if i come to know blake Um, I can, like, look him up online and find facts about him. I can talk to other people about him and get, like, information about him. And then when I get to know him, none of those facts are, like, contradicted. But there are things that I come to know about him or trust about him that are just, like, beyond the things that I could look up online. And they're not untrue. It's just faith is something, like, beyond reason. Not in contradiction with it, but just more. And so I found that really, I don't know, I found it really helpful and um, just like to not take the bait of thinking that like the, you know, science and my will and provable facts are like in contradiction with faith. It's just more faith is, I think Bishop Barron said like faith is on the far side of reason, not the near side. And so meaning like we don't have to throw away our reason in order to believe In God and like the things that he gives us. So go ahead Blake, thanks. Um, So this is another book and um, yeah science I think I've found to be like and is just a way of observing reality and it can be really beautiful and helpful and can lead us to deeper faith. Um, And then Faith is, like, defined here as a trust in God's promises. So it's not necessarily at all in contradiction to science, um, and, and they're just not opposed. So I think that's really important to keep in mind. Go ahead. Thanks. Um, this link here, which I, um, you, well, you send this to people in case they want to look at the links. Okay, so this is an encyclical by Pope John Paul II that just celebrated its 25th year. And just affirming that God has placed in our hearts a desire to know and love the truth. And so, um, and then just, that's really himself. And so it's really, um, I found it just incredibly encouraging that people like who have wrestled with this and have all sorts of different experiences in, in the Catholic Church have only said like, keep asking, keep observing, keep wondering. And just that it's really exciting that the promise is that like as we come to know more truth, then we come to know God, and as we come to know God, we come to know more truth and can be open to both at the same time. Uh, Edith Stein is a, or was, is a saint and um, was born in Poland and grew up uh, Jewish and then became atheist and then converted to Catholicism. She tried to enter the convent. Yeah, she has like just check, 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 you know. Um, she's one of my favorites, but she tried to enter the convent and they were like, no, you're too good at philosophy. You need to go and teach and like study under this guy and teach around Germany. And so she, and she wanted to do that also. And so she did that and then eventually entered the Carmelite convent, uh, which is a pretty secluded life. And, um, and then was deported to Auschwitz where she died and um, was martyred um but she has like i i just really appreciate this because i always find it kind of like correcting me a little bit and she said don't accept anything as truth that lacks love and don't accept anything as love that lacks truth and i think that those are really beautiful to kind of i i personally like whether in my friendships or with my students or even with myself i can kind of tend to err on one side or the other sometimes and um so it's just really helpful to have that and um, yeah she's a really cool person to get to know so it's a I would recommend her as someone who loved both and um, is just a friend in that way okay um, so I teach 14 to 18 year olds and um, I think that sometimes it's really like when I don't know they'll they'll ask sometimes like well is that like still right or like what if we discover this Will that change and i'm like well yeah i hope so like if we discover some new um i don't know like i think they just i don't know they discover all sorts of weird things like even about like the human body and there was like a new cut of beef discovered like last year or something it's like how does this happen you know um but like there's all sorts of things we discover and that may like contradict or prove wrong what we thought before and so um you know the world you know, does not revolve around the earth, that it revolves around the sun. And so it's important to like, when you figure out new evidence, you say like, yep, we have new evidence, we're gonna make a new claim. And that's really important to look at science as like a living, breathing, changing human thing. So um, yeah, I really like to encourage my students to get comfortable asking questions about numbers and graphs and data and, and not necessarily like in a disgruntled way, but just because like someone put that together and someone did research about that. And so it's always kind of interesting to just like figure out more about what came to, like how that came to be. So just a few examples. Um, Insulin, I have a friend whose son is in kindergarten and she teaches in high school and he has a little iPhone that has his insulin numbers on it. And so she can see like his insulin numbers, and it's really great. And um, he now wears like a pump. And so, just that is one advancement that has come. And um, our planet is constantly changing, and we're finding all sorts of evidence, whether on the ground or in the ocean or under two miles of ice down in Antarctica, for just ways that our planet was in the past. Um, and then, as far as like energy goes, um, we talk in our class about different kinds of energy, and that there's no like net neutral sort of option for energy like everything has a cost and that um that picture on the bottom right is something called a wind turbine graveyard and right now that's where like broken wind turbines go it's in that was from texas um they're currently like doing engineering to try to figure out how to make those turbines out of something that could like biodegrade over time because you don't want them like limping and falling apart in the sky but um and they they were like Making them out of plastic, trying to make them out of plastic. What do they say? Like we can repurpose these into things like gummy bears. It's like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> it's very concerning about what a gummy bear might have in it. But you know, at least you're not having wind turbine graveyards. But um, I think it's just really like the engineering and just the problems that they're like working to solve is super fascinating to me. And like, um, if you dig just a little below the surface and like start asking questions, it's really interesting, and like you get to meet a lot of people that are doing really cool things. Okay, thanks. Um, I was, I don't know, like privileged or lucky enough to get to work with people in my undergraduate and beyond um, down at the university who worked in like um, improving soil health and lowering cholesterol and studying climate change, and they're just really neat. And these people are like holed up in the basement of, you know, Bessie Hall doing like rock core research and you just don't ever like hear about them, but it's really neat to like dig in a little bit. And so even if like with our university being in town as they're like our news articles and there's people's names like linked in the article, it's kind of fun sometimes to just click them and see what they're, where they're from and how they got to where they are. Um, there is, you know, like responsibility to do good with science. And so, This quote here from John Paul II, who wrote that encyclical, um, he says, scientists, because they know more, are called to serve more. And so there is a responsibility to know like what is good and, um, and just like observing data doesn't necessarily tell you what to do with it or what decisions to make or how it'll impact people when you decide. Okay, Go ahead. Okay. all right, so I uh, actually, I think we might do, maybe not this one, we'll go to the next one. Um, so speaking of wind turbines, um, we're gonna do a little like exercise. And the goal of this, this is called Notice and Wonder. It's actually something that like the New York Times put out weekly. They, it was called like, What's Going On With This Graph? And the whole goal is just to spend time and like noticing things. And then wondering. So you're going to participate. And uh, the first thing that we'll look at is just what are some things that you notice about this map or this graph. Uh, So this is not the time to like assume things or ask questions about it. It's just things you notice. Could be really, really like basic things because you're far away and you can't read the print. It could be really detailed things because you can see better or you're up close. So whenever you're ready, you can just say like I notice blank green on
1: both coasts. Great. Yeah. What's that? It's, it's
0: windier through the purple there. Okay. and Yeah, so someone, I, I'm sorry, this is not a very big graphic. Um, blue, it says above 10.5 and then goes down and down and then this is less than four and wind speed in meters per second it's also the well yeah i noticed that the title says that it's the annual average wind speed at 80 meters high so like not on the ground but 80 meters up yeah. okay what else do you notice
1: There's lots of things. Nothing you can say is wrong. Okay. Great. Thanks.
0: So Blake said, I noticed that there's red outlining the purple. And then Olivia said that I noticed Alaska's coastal uh, coast is, is more orange or like different than the rest of it. Okay, what else?
1: Yeah. What else?
0: Yeah, up up in here, coloring is a little different than the rest of the map.
1: OK. What else?
0: I I just found this today, so I haven't really spent much time with it. I know I noticed that Wyoming, right? That's uh, is maybe the only one with blue. Yeah, it's kind of hard to. <clears throat> I think I think there's just a little bit right there. Yeah. So I notice also that this is really hard to see from far away. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> like, <clears throat> okay. So then we'll switch. And then the second question that we look at is, um, what do you wonder? So, this can also take like a lot of directions. Yep. Mm
1: Yeah. What else do you wonder? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Great. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Right, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so I wonder where they put the wind turbines or like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else do you wonder?
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, just in case people are not familiar, Appalachian Mountains here, Rocky Mountains there. I I'd, I'd went to a conference in Canada this summer and like did a, it was a chemistry teachers conference, which is everything you could imagine it would be. Um, but, um, and uh, we it was funny because it was like an Somewhat international, and so people were talking about like Nevada and what, and, and like people from Mexico and Canada were like, "Meh." Like so, it was it was interesting to just like try to think like, "Yeah, people might not know what this is," but yeah. Anyway, what else do you wonder about the map? What's the range
1: of the years? Like how far back? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: Future trends. Mm. Hmm. Or like, I wonder what time of year they collected yeah, yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Yeah, and where? Like, there's a um, wide variety. Also, like one other two. But there's just five. Uh Yeah. What else?
0: You guys have good questions. I just searched wind speed, United States, but that was after I searched for the wind turbine graveyard. So maybe it was, I don't know.
1: Anything else that you are wondering? What's the reputability of the people who come mm-hmm.
0: Yep, what's their training? What's their history or their, like, yeah what kind of devices were used, like what's their error that <laughs> yeah, great, yep, yeah, is this the same in other continents? yeah, um, one thing, so we'll kind of like pause this. We have another one, but um one thing that is really fun about something like this is that it can take something that could be like as a teacher some people are a little bit more verbal and like really convincing and can like ask or say things in ways that it's like really smooth and sometimes like that's the end of a conversation about like data or a graph um and so it's really fun to like get different inputs and start to kind of like calm down because sometimes there can be like it can be like pretty tense stuff we i put one up it was like in The fall of 2020 when we were like deciding like school closures over the holidays and we we talked about it in class and we talked like we looked at just Lancaster County data and asked questions about it and wondered about it and just noticed things and it was it was really great because I think and afterward one of the boys was like that was good (laughs) like what do you mean he was like it was just it was just good and I think what he meant was like It was was just fun to actually look at data rather than getting so fired up about everything, but just to spend time getting comfortable, like, noticing it. And then, like, getting to, like, who did this? Where was it? And, like, starting to ask questions that I wouldn't have thought of all the questions you asked. Um, What's also neat, like, when I did this for the first time, I was kind of just struck by, like, people were, like, saying things that I, like, had totally passed over and, like, I didn't notice at all or didn't wonder. And so it's kind of just a good like humility check would be like yeah you don't see everything like you're not going to think of everything and that it was just neat to see that like the wisdom of the crowd is is a cool thing to kind of rely on sometimes so uh, okay we'll go on um can you go one more please okay um well yeah, we'll we'll go on to this. So this actually was, like, I think yesterday or two days ago. Uh, we did this in class, and I was trying to help the students understand how small an atom is. And so I asked them how many atoms they think are in, like, a speck of powdered sugar. And then we did the calculations to figure it out. And uh, it was just, I mean, it's, like, for one, like, what? You know, like, this is, there's, like, seven, I don't even know how big this is, million billion billion, trillion, quadrillion, something. So what is it? What's the biggest, what's after that? I don't know. Big number. So uh, th- there's a lot of atoms in a speck of powdered sugar. And um, and then their next question is like, well, how do you even know that? Like, that's like so small. How do they even know that? That has to be made up. I don't believe that. And so like, and that's not what, that is not what they all say. No one said that this year but th- they were wondering when i said like i bet some of you are wondering how they even know that and they're like i said we can talk about that sometime and this girl's like can we talk about that now and i was like yep and so um and so we did but uh it's it's kind of like just cool to think about how people figure stuff out and um I mean, we can talk about that if you want, but we don't have to right now. Um, but it was also neat to just think of like that every one of these like boring number facts or like we were talking about even the other day, like how did they decide that like an hour is 60 minutes? What is a minute? Like how did someone and how did they like decide that and then spread it all the way around the world? It's like, you know, like someone decided that at some point and it's really kind of fun to think about how. Um, but yeah, every one of those steps was someone's like at least one person's lifetime of work. And, um, so it's just kind of neat to like pause and think about that a little bit more and understand that humans are behind it. Okay. If you would go on, I think. Okay. So, um, Dylan in 2012, this was, I think my first year at Norris and he like got angry when we started talking about how small the atom was. And He was like, I don't, no, no, I'm not believing that. Like, that's so small. Like, we can't even see that. How do we know it's real? I will not believe that. And then uh, I asked, he was like getting very angry. I said, like, we can talk about that if you want. But like, are you asking because you want to know? Or are you just asking to ask? And he goes, I'm just asking to ask. I don't want to know. And I was like, that's fine. And so then later on, like, I talked with him. In class, and um, I said, like, I think you would actually kind of like knowing. Like, I think you might find it interesting. And so we did. Like, we talked about it, and I shared with him. And I was like, "What was it that was hard for you?" And he's like, "Well, I just like I have faith, and like I don't I don't want to like not believe, you know, in my faith, because like it seems like that is like not I couldn't believe that, and and so it for him was like a crisis point you know um but uh it was neat it was good to talk with him and he eventually like he understood and thought it was kind of cool how they how they did it and um then like contrasting that last week some of our boys were gone for cross country and they came by after school to like make up a quiz and they were just sitting in the hall like we were standing talking like looking at models of the atom in like the display case and they were asking like what's like the best one like what's the most recent model and and then we were talking about that and they're like i wonder if some so like here's the atom the nucleus of the atom is like 10,000 times smaller really hard to study um really powerful and they were like i wonder if someday we're going to find out as much about that as we have about the atom and it was i've never thought about that before and so it was just fun to like see them ask that kind of question so looking at these two perspectives, there's just a lot of fun that can be had with, like, asking questions and not being afraid that what we can observe will challenge our faith, like, and these, I know at least two of those boys are pretty, like, faithful Christians, and so, you know, they they don't see that as, like, um, inconsistent for them, but so, um, yeah, there's just a lot of freedom to know that, like, if truth is truth, then, like, what we find out about, like, from science will not contradict faith, which is also true. So, it's real helpful. Okay. Go ahead. Um, and I, I was kind of struck by that kind of attitude and, like, in myself also. Just, um, yeah, like, when Pilate asked Jesus, like, what is truth? And when I ask, like, God, what is true? And like, am I willing to then act on that and, and like receive a response from him and in receiving a response from him, like really receiving him. And so that, I mean, even today is a challenge for me, um, just to, to ask what is truth in an honest way that I'm, and like, that I surround myself with people that help me to be open to the truth and, um, patient in front of it and not like urgent or upset, but just receiving it and Learning more, so I think, uh, yeah, I think that is good. And uh, yeah, before this is, uh, we'll, we'll probably end with this. Okay, I think that's about it. I can read this as our closing prayer, and then take it back over if that works. Okay. Uh, so this is um, this is Psalm eight. This is a picture that I took um in Florence has anyone been to Italy no it's fun it it was really neat we were there just in this town for a day but um I like this is Michelangelo's David and uh you like turn corners turn corners and I was like this is I was excited to see it because it's very famous and I had no idea that it was as tall as it was it's like 16 feet tall and up on a pedestal and so it like starts at people's heads you know like and it really was, like, I mean, it was just, like, perfect. And they was supposed to go up super high in the dome of a cathedral along with the other, like, Old Testament prophets and figures. But once they he, – he carved it out of a single rock. And someone asked, like, how did you do that? And he's, like, I just chipped away everything that wasn't David. You know, just very great. Um, But it was so perfect that they, they were, like, we're not putting this up high. Like, this has to stay down because it's just – Like too good to have too far away from people. Uh, So yeah, later that day, this psalm came to mind, and it's just a good one. So I'll read it, and you can just contemplate it and pray along with it. O Lord, our Lord, how awesome is your name through all the earth. I will sing of your majesty above the heavens with the mouths of babes and infants you have established a bulwark against your foes to silence enemy and avenger. When I see your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and a son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him little less than a God, crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him rule over the works of your hands, put all things at his feet, all sheep and oxen, even beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatever swims the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how awesome is your name through all the earth. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The birds of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatever swims the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how awesome is your name through all the earth. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Okay. Thank you for listening to this great content from St. Peter Catholic Church. For more content, for other talks, for more information, please visit St. Peter Catholic Church, Lincoln, Nebraska on Apple iTunes or on Podbean and our parish website, stpeterlincoln.com God bless you.